Hi, I'm Scott Pilgrim, and it's my privilege to serve as the Executive Director of Global Interaction. Uh, thank you for your ongoing partnership and support across our Australian Baptist movement. We recognise that uh, we're better together, serving together in mission locally and globally. Let me tell you about Alice. Alice could be my neighbour, she could be yours. Uh, a single mum, tragically lost her husband, a couple of little kids, struggling to make ends meet, uh, living with uh, her own hopes and dreams and yet also uncertainty. Uh, lots of questions about the big issues in life, but also just trying to get through each day, realising that she might need some help along the journey. Alice could be my neighbour. I could walk past her and fail to see her pain, but also her potential. In the busyness of life, with all that we have on our plate, family and work and, dare I say, even church ministry, we could fail to see and hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit to be available to develop an authentic relationship with Alice. Now, the reality is Alice doesn't live in my neighbourhood or yours. She lives in Southeast Asia. She lives in one of the largest Muslim, least-reached ethnic people groups in the world even greater barriers for someone like Alice to hear the good news. But here's the reality that we celebrate again today, the encouragement and the challenge. Alice has come to faith because someone dared embrace God's gracious invitation to mission. In this case, a global interaction worker. In fact, a series of workers who obediently accepted the call to move to Southeast Asia with that burden, that passion to share God's love with people like Alice. But what is true for our workers overseas is true for us in our own backyard. At the end of the day, most Australians today come to experience the hope of Jesus in ways they understand through authentic relationships. When we take God's love to others around us, when we live as loving neighbours, when we move into the local community and bring the hope, the grace, the love of Jesus. We remind ourselves today that mission doesn't start with us. Mission you know, isn't something that we at Global Interaction you know, own or have a trademark on or your Baptist church has. Mission begins in the very heart of God. Mission is, is birthed in a God of love, a God of compassion, a God of grace, a God who loves a broken humanity. We see it in John 3, 16, that verse that we know so well. For God so loved the world. There it is, heart, love. That's where it starts. So he sent his only son, action, mission. The action, the mission, the response comes out of God's love. And the challenge for us today, as we consider mission locally and globally, the challenge afresh that I need to be captivated by God's love, captivated by God's love for me and God's love for others, God's love for a broken world, that I am compelled and challenged and burdened to take the good news to others in my neighbourhood, locally, and for some across the world, globally. What's true in Cambodia is true in Cabramatta. What's true in Malawi is true in Mackay. What's true on the Silk Road is true in Swan Hill. That need for you and I to be refreshed, to be captivated anew by God's love for us, God's love for the world, and God's gracious invitation, the privilege 
that he calls you and I to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That God is already at work in the world, already at work in Malawi, Silk Road, Cabramatta, Mackay. But God's invitation for us to step out to be his hands and feet, partners with him in bringing the good news to others. A global interaction, we choose to work in difficult places. We choose to work in challenging places. Why? Because 40% of the world's population are yet to hear the good news in their own language, culture, community, in ways that make sense to them. We might take that for granted, someone like me. But 40% of the world who haven't yet experienced the good news in ways that make sense to them. And yet only 2% of the world's mission resources allocated to that significant missional opportunity. Now, we would say that's not right. It's a matter of justice. It's a matter of mission. Ultimately, it's a matter of love. As we've worked on our 21 to 2025 strategic roadmap at Global Interaction, as we looked at the big picture, our priorities and strategies, we wanted to go back and remind ourselves of the most important why question. Why? Why do we do what we do? And the simple statement we've articulated, nothing matters more than sharing God's love with the world. That's true for us in vibrant communities within Australia and overseas. Vibrant communities sharing God's love, sharing it locally, sharing it across the world. I love how in the Gospel of John, the, the grand narrative of the incarnation is just captured in one verse. The message translation. Jesus becomes flesh and blood and moves into the human neighbourhood. What a powerful picture. What a beautiful statement. The God of this universe who breaks into human history with love and grace. Jesus becomes flesh and blood and moves into the human neighbourhood. That's a key verse for us at Global Interaction. It should be for all faith communities because it, it reminds us of the importance of the incarnation. It gives us the model that we hold to dearly as a mission community. We send passionate, humble workers across the world. And what do they do? First and foremost, they move into human neighbourhoods. They seek to be loving neighbours. They seek to be good neighbours. Yes, they'll go on and establish other ministries, uh, other social enterprises, other missional initiatives that transform lives and communities, but it begins by being a loving neighbour. It begins as they embrace the culture, the language, the ways of life in that community. It begins as they come alongside people like Alice and build authentic relationships. It begins as they're committed to breaking down religious barriers, not trying to plant Western churches, not trying to call people into church communities that look like ours within Australia, but how can they build vibrant faith communities where people can follow Jesus in their own distinctive ways? Ultimately, it's about coming alongside. Coming alongside people and helping them in their way, in their language, in their culture, experiencing the love of God. Like the Buddhist monk sitting with one of our workers reading the scriptures or the, the Muslim woman being baptised in a hijab. It's not about calling people to change religions. It's about inviting people for their, for their hearts to be transformed by God's love. That's our vision. That's our heartbeat. As our workers come alongside 
as our workers come alongside as the hands and feet of Jesus. That's the heartbeat of Alice's story. If you look at Alice's journey, there are three significant seasons, three significant encounters in her life. As God is at work in her life, God is ahead of her. And each time there's change or transformation, she's in contact with one of our global interaction workers. There's a global interaction worker living in her neighbourhood. They've built up a friendship, an authentic relationship. There's trust. Barriers are being broken down. God is at work. And suddenly Alice's son is sick. Who does she turn to? She turns to one of our global interaction workers. And God takes a further step in that journey of transformation in Alice's life. A little later, Alice is involved in a serious accident and she'll later describe what she says was a miraculous healing. God at work again. People praying for Alice. Alice wants to find out more about Jesus and our global interaction workers unpack the good news. They read the scriptures with her. They help her understand what does it mean to be in a personal relationship with Jesus in a way that makes sense to Alice. Fast forward and Alice now wants to be baptised. And she engages with Dave and Kaz, two of our passionate, humble, long-term serving workers in Southeast Asia. They come alongside her as she's baptised, but more than that, they see something in this woman. They see her as she is and as she could become. They see her with the, the eyes of Jesus. And they invite her to become the first employee of a new education institute they were establishing. That institute is now thriving, multiple locations across Southeast Asia, teaching language, but seeing disciples birthed, seeing local leaders emerge, faith communities arising. But Alice is the first employee. Fast forward 10 years. Oh, I love this story. Fast forward 10 years and Alice has got a university degree. She's become one of the lead language nurturers in the institute. She's a disciple maker. She's seeing people, family, friends, colleagues come to know Jesus in that community in culturally appropriate and culturally sensitive ways. She's a leader in a thriving faith community, but get this, intercultural workers from around the world, from other organisations who come to that institute, they say, we want Alice to be our mentor. We want Alice to show us the way. What a beautiful story of transformation, a story of God's love, of God's power, a story of kingdom possibility. But let's remind ourselves, it begins with a good neighbour. It begins as someone embraced God's gracious invitation to move into the neighbourhood and to be and to bring the love of God. What about us? What about you? What about me? It just doesn't happen overseas. It can happen today in our backyard. We see it happening across Australia. Mums developing relationships with other mums in a school quadrangle. Dad sharing with dads at the local soccer club. People in workspaces, people in sporting groups, people in local neighbourhoods, particularly in the midst of a pandemic, getting back to grassroots mission. What does it look like to be a loving neighbour? What does it look like for me to be open to the Holy Spirit, recognising that God is already at work in the world, recognising that God has put people into my life, into your life, calling us to be his hands and his feet, to see transformation stories like we see in Alice.
You know, if you sit with Dave and Kaz, you're impacted straight away by their humility, by their faithfulness, by their commitment. But most of all, when I sit with them and I regularly chat with them, I'm struck by the fact that they are captivated by the love of God. They are captivated by God's love for them. They're captivated by his grace and his goodness. They're captivated by God's love for others, particularly those on the margins. They're captivated by the reality that God would use them, the mission of God, in the hands of ordinary people. And they've stepped out in bold faith. They've taken risks. They display courage. They're humble, committed to coming alongside people with the love of God, helping others see the good news, hear the good news in ways that make sense to them. You know, the same is true for Eliza on the Silk Road. Eliza, an Australian woman who, uh, with her husband, Dave, has heard the call of God to take the good news to the K people. What are they doing with their family, beautiful family? They're on the ground, living in a local community, being good neighbours. And God is at work. God is at work through their faithfulness and their obedience as they live and bring good news to people around them. Like Anna, a neighbour who they've been coming alongside persistently and faithfully, sharing the hope of Jesus in ways that make sense to Anna allowing her to understand the good news in her culture. Anna recently uh, was pregnant with her sixth child, sadly also experiencing domestic and family violence. And in the midst of that, there was Eliza. There was Eliza living out the hope of Jesus. There was Eliza dressing wounds physical and emotional. There was Eliza and Dave opening up their house to a tribe of kids and feeding them. There was Eliza standing with this woman in hospital. There was Eliza praying for this woman. There was Eliza being Jesus, a loving neighbour. The baby was born in January, a beautiful baby boy. And there is this gorgeous picture of Eliza with a few of her kids washing the baby. Eliza was asked to be the godmother and culturally in that setting on Silk Road, the godmother baths the baby after it's born. And here was this beautiful picture. And as I looked at that picture, what did I see? I saw a loving neighbour. I saw the love of God, but I saw the potential of what could be. The potential of what could be for that Boy, for that baby, as our workers, as our movement continues to invest in people who otherwise might never hear the good news. Eliza's prayer on that post, praying for that baby boy, that he might grow up to know the love and hope of Jesus. But more than that, praying that he might become a leader in his community, praying that he might help shape our vision. What do we see? Vibrant faith communities following Jesus. It starts one life at a time. It starts one day at a time. It starts as each of us embrace God's gracious invitation to mission in our backyard today. Where is the Holy Spirit prompting you? Who are the people that God has put into your worlds? Who today in your neighbourhood is God calling you to 
to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Will you pray for Alice? Will you pray for Anna? Will you pray for that baby? Will you pray for our workers across the world? Will you pray for partnership opportunities? Will you stand with us prayerfully, financially, practically? Will you join us as partners in what God is doing around the world? Will you pray with me that God might captivate my heart and your heart afresh to His love, His love for others, and the incredible privilege we have of embracing His gracious invitation to take the love of God to our communities, to take the love of God across the world to people like Anna, to people like Alice, and see what God will do. God bless you. Thanks for your partnership with us.